back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and we are uh, broadcasting, of course, from our what what has turned out to be our home on the garden level of the Holman House, where we have a makeshift uh, studio here. But we've got staff all over the place, and we're going to run down to Detroit right now and spend a little time with Darlene King. She's the executive director of the uh, Michigan Diversity Council. Uh, in Detroit. Darlene, it's great to have you on, and, and particularly this month, of course, for all the obvious reasons. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's good to have you, and let's let's talk a little bit. It might be a, a good refresher for everybody. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your uh, uh, your uh, council and, and what it's about and what it does. Absolutely. So the Michigan Diversity Council is a branch of the National Diversity Council. We are about 18 years old. We span across 27 states um, in North America and six other countries globally. And we service about 650 corporate partners across the globe in the areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we are a complete resource for organizations that are standing up their DEI initiatives, whether they are nonprofit, for profit, higher ed, K through 12. And so that is the work that we do. And so we support in various ways uh, around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I have been in this space since the late 90s, so almost 20 years now. So that is who we are. Um, and I run the Michigan uh, chapter here um, for the entire state. I'm skeptical because you look far too young to be in anything 20 years. Bless you. Bless you. Okay. <laughs> so, so Darlene, tell me, um, do you call on these uh, corporations and companies to initiate this or do they get a hold of you? How does that work? Um, it's a combination of both. Primarily organizations are looking for resources in this space. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion from a corporate and a community perspective is not um, that old relative to being introduced into organizations. I would say probably in the last 10 years, um, in the last five years, it has really revved up. So a lot of organizations, they Google us. Um, they find us through word of mouth. Uh, we do an enormous amount of external educational programming around the work of DE&I. So if they attend an event or they hear us speak somewhere, then they reach out to us to learn exactly what we can offer and provide to support them in this work. So as a business guy, I'm going to ask you, how are you funded? We are a 501c3. And so because we are a 501c3, we are funded, funded by... Uh, four different entities, our corporate partners, because partners actually pay um, to be aligned with us to receive the resources and services. We have a consulting training and development department where we do both internal uh, and external training and development for organizations. Uh, we have ad hoc events that we do across the country. And then we have our certification program where we certify individuals to be diversity uh, certified professionals to implement and execute this work. So that's how we're funded and through grants from time to time. Okay, good. So, so a pretty good diversity of sources. So if one goes dry, you, you don't take the big lump. I always worry about nonprofits in that regard. You know, yes. if you're totally, totally government funded and there's an economic downturn, you got, you got trouble. Absolutely. Um, so, so tell me, uh, you know, you, you always at year end, uh, kind of the Christmas spirit, but also the fact that it's uh, getting close to taxes. You see a spike in 501c3s. 
this is Black History Month. Do you see ever a spike in in your uh, council doings that, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, pull up the demand? You know, um, here of late because of 2020 and the reckoning on race in this country and around systemic and institutional racism, it has been an extreme spike around how do organizations support uh, minorities in this country. Um, mm-hmm. Black History Month just happens to fall now, um, you know, and ever like it does every year. So you have a lot of organizations that are really looking at how do we begin to end systemic and institutional racism and support minorities in this country. Of course, Black History Month is a, a, an amazing way to begin to start that process. Um, so it has just been a spike overall across the country due to what has been occurring in the past year. Ellie, do you see more more companies jumping into this space and, and needing your services? Absolutely, we see more. We actually had a 35% increase in partnerships and business in 2020 while other companies were um, declining. And that is the reason why, because they need the help and the assistance. And we're here to help. Well, I hate to say it, but it does not look like any time in the future the need for you is going to go away. No, no, not at all. Um, and 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 on one end, it's a great thing because it's a conversation around race and inclusion and equity that we've been needing to have for quite some time now. And so the fact that you have all industries interested in this is just an amazing time. And we're glad to help and we're here to help. Well, Darlene, thank you. And God bless you for the work you do. Darlene King, Executive Director of the Michigan Diversity Council, headquartered in Detroit. And when you and I both emerge from our garden levels, I'll see you in the spring. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being with us. You're watching the Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman. Stick around. There's a lot ahead. Of